Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello and welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn, episode number three. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving and didn't get trampled on Black Friday. A lot of things to get to in this show. A couple of coaches you'll hear from in Lipsick's head basketball coach for the boys and Chris Kuhlman and Minster's boys basketball coach and Michael McClurg. Also, I absolutely love this interview. Uh, getting to talk to a young man from Columbus Grove, went to play at Notre Dame College, is the 16th all-time scorer in NCAA Division II history, highest in the last 30 years in Will Voorhees. He's playing overseas. You'll get to hear from him about exactly how that's going and about what he misses from home. Hint, if you're in Columbus Grove and you've ever heard me do a game, you know what it is. But we'll talk to him coming up, and I'm excited for the future of this show and exactly what it means. I've had some really nice uh, feedback. If you want to uh, do that, you can uh, follow us on iTunes, around the Hearn now. On the iTunes, you can rate the show and review it, uh, what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more of. But a big night in the state semifinals in high school football as I taped this on Friday, the uh, 29th. Get to do this game for NK Telco. You can watch them back uh, later tonight, tomorrow on their Facebook page as well. 12-1 and Anna, Region 23 champs. Furthest they've been in the playoffs. Two-time defending MAC champs. Take on Mechanicsburg, Region 24 champs at 11-2 and in Wapak. Anna beat up Archbold last week, 42-7. The Berg kind of had an interesting game. Uh, they get a lot of yards. They win 42-26. They give up two late touchdowns. Uh, that kind of made it look a little closer than maybe that it was. But you know the way that Division 6 is set up this year, there are four teams left. Mechanicsburg is the only one who has ever been to a state semifinal before that. 2013, not necessarily that it means anything, but it does tell you a little bit about how good the program has been, and they've got uh, guys, uh, Caleb Romero's wrestling at Ohio State, doing very well. Just uh, kind of a thorn. But the Ohio Heritage Conference that Mechanicsburg plays in have never beaten the MAC. I believe they're 0-32. They've had some good battles. Marion Local has been a lot of those and just uh, has not gone their way. The MAC will have uh, a shot at having two teams in the uh, state finals in a week. Saturday night, game I'm doing for uh, KKI and Salina. 11-2 Marion Local takes on 10-3 Patrick Henry. They got Lima as a draw. Patrick Henry and Marion Local played such different games last week because, really, the weather. Sitting at Wapak, Marion had... Not good weather, but it wasn't horrible. I mean, we had the windows out. Denny Cisco, my partner, didn't like it all that much. Uh, Steve Weiner didn't like it. But it wasn't bad. It just kind of tapered most of the night. Patrick Henry's game with Lipsick in defiance, it snowed the whole time. And Nate Stidham was doing the game for Z Sports Live, and <laughs> you could just see in the pictures they've got a – Dust off the yards and just uh, not good. Patrick Henry ends up beating Lipsick 
Marion beat New Bremen 27-0. Uh, Marion pretty much made it so Bremen could never get going. Uh, Bremen had a chance to score at the end. Flyers took that away from them. I will say, coolest thing I've seen in quite a while, uh, New Bremen, when their senior class were eighth graders, they were mired in the midst of a 24-game losing streak, longest losing streak in the state. Their coach has done a terrific job of building that program the last couple of years. They get in the playoffs this year, and with, I believe it was like 30 seconds to go, he used his last time out, and initially people booed. And I even questioned I didn't exactly realize what was going on. But then I looked at the uh, players that he was sending in and realized he just sent in all of his seniors to go out there and take a knee. And that, uh, to me, hats off to the Raymond coaching staff because to know what those seniors have meant to that program, that's one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. And uh, not able to get the win, but not a lot of people beat Marion. They're looking to go to their ninth straight state final and win their state record-tying 11th state title. In uh, that game on a K-94, we now know that next week uh, Anna would play, if they win or Mechanicsburg, would play either Thursday night or Friday. Marion Local is in the Saturday spot in Division 7 if they beat Patrick Henry. Conversely, same way if Patrick Henry wins. But it is, uh, it's interesting to see how they did it. You've got a, a lot of great games going on all across the state of Ohio, the 14 games this week. And, uh, man, just uh, the run to the finals, we always say it's going to be interesting, and it always is. Girls basketball got started last week or so. Ottawa Glendorf out to a 2-0 start. They put out a record performance from a young lady named Anna Seeker a couple of nights ago. She tied the Ottawa Glendorf and the Putnam County record. It's the same. She had eight threes. She had nine points going into the halftime break and just went nuts. Three threes in the third and then the two in the fourth quarter. The last one was about a minute 45 to go. Not able to hit that last, uh, the ninth one that would have broken all the records. But eight of 13 from three. Congratulations to her. An OG record that stood for 27 years. Just let that sink in. Has now been broken in less than one full calendar year twice. Casey Ellerbrock last year against Marion Local, and now uh, Anna Seifer against Tenora. Spencerville girls got started as well around the area. You've got the Minster girls got started with Fort Loramie last weekend. Talked about this before. Loramie's expected to be very good, and I am... Uh, Excited to be able to see all the teams in the area. If uh, I could see more teams, I would. I know of the Collada girls I expect to be very good as well. Of teams I've already seen. New Knoxville beat Spencerville. They'll hopefully be pretty good too. Uh, I've got New Bremen and Lincoln View coming up. Try to pick some games maybe outside of the box this year. Show up in some places that uh, either haven't been to or people might not expect. To uh, try to get that word out there. But just... So much good talent in the area this year. I'm excited about what uh, this will mean in terms of uh, getting to Columbus for the area. The boys get started uh, this weekend. Some of them do. A lot of them push back because of the playoffs. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. We've got two boys basketball coaches. It's an all-dude show. 
here today for some reason. Didn't realize that. But you hear from Will Voorhees next. He talks about his life in Germany when we come back here on Around the Hearn. Be part of the family at Griller's Tavern in Columbus Grove. Griller's Tavern is family-owned, so they know what it takes to make their tavern a great place to bring your family. And a big menu with something for everyone, including sandwiches, wraps, hand-cut fries, and mouth-watering pretzel sticks. Come in for daily lunch specials, then come back after work for daily happy hour and live entertainment on the weekend. It's family time at Griller's Tavern in Columbus Grove. Talking to Columbus Grove graduate of Notre Dame College superstar Will Voorhees. Will, you're in Germany right now. How's that going? Uh, it's going well. Um, you know, I like it over here. Uh, I had never um, been out of America before I came here. So when I first got here, it was a little bit of a culture shock. But the longer you're here and the more comfortable you get, um, you realize it's not really so different. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, adjusted well. I'm definitely more comfortable here now. I, you know, like like my team, my teammates and whatnot. So it's been a good time. Well, it seems like you must be pretty comfortable playing in the second division. You get 26 points, six rebounds. I guess you, you didn't need the double-double. But perfect shooting on the night. That must have felt good. Uh, yeah, it felt great. It was funny. I didn't even uh, realize it until or well the fourth quarter and I was just thinking I was like man I don't think I've missed a shot yet and uh it's nice that's obviously not going to happen all the time but it was definitely I enjoyed it while it lasted did you ever have one of those games at Grove or I just didn't miss a or shot you just didn't miss um I'm sure I had games where I was feeling it and but I don't think I've ever had a game where I just literally didn't miss <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome well i felt like as a spencerville alum that every time you guys played the bearcats when you were in high school you never missed a shot so i'd have to go back and look at that <laughs> i mean i remember i did usually have pretty good games against spencerville but i'm sure you could find a miss in there somewhere it's probably one of those dunks right just one of them that just went up too hard yeah probably one of them ones yeah <laughs> bounced off <laughs> how did uh after college how did you end up in germany well, I went through the whole process of um, choosing an agent. And once I decided to sign with You First Sports, um, honestly, I kind of just let my agent um, take care of it. And just I put a lot of trust into his hands. Um, he seemed, he told me that he can get me somewhere nice and I trusted him and I ended up here in Germany. So I think he did a pretty good job. Where, uh, where exactly is for people who don't know where Bremerhaven is, how far is that from say the big cities? Um, so which it's in, uh, Northern Germany, which is a little, the bus rides can be terrible because a lot of teams in this league are very Southern Germany. So the bus rides have been kind of brutal, but it's about an hour from Hamburg, five hours from Berlin. So it's, it's towards the top of the country. Do you guys have, how is your schedule set up every two or three days you have a game? No, actually um, every week we have, 
one game. You know, there's been a couple weeks where we'll have two games in a week, but for the most part, it's one game every weekend with uh, week games sprinkled in here and there throughout the season. That's kind of a little bit different, I would think, for you because you have so much downtime from how you play two, three, four games a week in college and high school. Uh, it's definitely different, but we practice a lot. So I don't know about downtime, but we definitely have a lot of time in between games to prepare. And it's, uh, well, that's true. I guess I didn't think of it that way. Uh, you're going to, but you get to go to work every day and you get to do something that you love, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a, a great job. I don't take that for granted. I'd, I'd rather be doing this at this stage of my life than, you know, doing a nine to five. So I'm definitely thankful for the opportunity and whatnot. Uh, you but get, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work at the same time. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, do you yeah. get uh, a lot of other Americans? I know they're spread out throughout the leagues over there. Do you have any on your team? Yeah, there's actually uh, three other Americans on my team. So there's four of us. That's kind of a it's kind of a rarity, I would think, a little bit. I know that I, I know I don't know where it is, but I remember here in some of the leagues have you can only have like one or two at a time. Yeah, it, it is like, and that's what I thought before I came over here. But I uh, in in this league, the rule is, um, you can have I think you can technically have as many Americans as you want on the team, but you can only you have to have two Germans on the floor at all times. So at no point this season will all four of us Americans be playing on the floor at the same time. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of like the Canadian football league has that rule where uh, 80% or whatever has to be made up of Canadians. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Similar concept. How uh, you're able to look back at it now, how much fun was college with the level that you were able to play at? And you, you see now how all your hard work paid off. Oh man. Uh, I already, think about you know I, I miss college basketball already I find myself bored I'll go back and just start watching old games and whatnot and reminisce do you reminisce or are you critiquing it a little bit of both <laughs> um I think uh you know because this is a higher level now I go back and I look at certain things and I realize you know I wasn't quite as polished as I thought I was um so yeah, I definitely critique myself a little bit, you know, see what I can uh, add to my game or just, you know, polish up and whatnot for the pro level. But I mean, it, I, it was a great time that I know I'll never forget about it. There were so many uh, good memories and moments, too many to sit here and name that uh, I definitely appreciated the experience in college for sure. I know that they retired your number. Have you been back to see it, or were you there for the ceremony? No. Um, actually, I don't know when I'll be able to make it back. They're waiting on me to be able to make it back. for. Oh, them so it's just an informal ceremony. thing. Okay. As of right now, yeah, it's informal, but uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, going back and seeing it, you know, being hung up. I'm always fascinated by the, the all-star game. And I, I had seen this a while back last year when you played in the D2 all-star game, you get 2,700 career points. Uh, most in the last, I think 27 years is what I saw, but how much fun and how different are those all-star games of 
being able to be around high talent and it's sort of, all right, now I'm going to find out this is the best of the best. I, I've got to be pretty good this weekend. Yeah. Um, I had a, a good experience uh, at the All-Star game. I had never – that was actually my first time ever flying on a plane. <laughs> was going down to um, – shoot. Do you remember what city it was in? Uh, Indiana – or not Indiana. Oh, yeah. Was it Indianapolis? Indiana uh, – no, it wasn't Indianapolis. I was trying to think of where the Final Four was that year. Who, who was the team that just uh, – they upset Duke, I think it was, or oh, I can't Evansville remember. Just upset Kentucky. Evansville, Evansville, Evansville. That's where it, it figures was. you'd have to pick that. My wife's not going to listen to this podcast now. <laughs> Huge Kentucky yeah. fan. Okay, I'll Kentucky. Yeah, that's what it was, Kentucky. Um, Evansville uh, was my first. Yeah, it was the first flight. You know, I went there. You know, like you said, being around all the hot, you know, pretty much. Besides the players who actually made it to the Final Four, it was the best players division two had to offer in the country so um yeah it was just cool being around all those guys you know getting to know them um they were all good dudes and then yeah when it came time to play you know i don't think everyone was going a hundred percent you know how all-star games can get but extended pickup game yeah yeah but it was you could still tell that you're playing with a lot of talent and I've actually um, seen a couple familiar faces since I've, you know, been doing uh, workouts over the summer and even over here. So, you look. Uh, I, I'm always fascinated to to think this backwards. Think about freshman Will. What what is he thinking about everything that you've gotten to do? I mean, you got to be on a plane. He's got to be stoked. Uh, freshman in high school. Freshman or in high college? school, yeah. I should have said at Grove. Okay. Uh, freshman in high school at Grove, I did not think that I was going to make it to this level. Um, obviously, I had goals and aspirations, but I don't. I don't think I truly. I don't. I wasn't. I don't know if I was as hungry back then as I, you know, became later. Uh, it was just he. He wouldn't have. He probably wouldn't have believed it if I if, if you told him that all oh, this was going to happen. That's for sure. And it's told me like, wait a second. Uh, how uh, how are your parents? How often do you get to talk to them? Um, I talk to I talk to my mom uh, once every couple weeks. So. Uh, you know, somewhat often, you know, I talk to all my brothers and sisters often, you know, just trying to stay in the loop. That's the only thing about coming over here and having a long career. Um, you only get to go home, you know, three months in the summer. Uh, so you can miss out on a lot of, a lot of things back home, but that's why I try to, you know, stay in touch with everybody as much as I can. Well, but the cool thing, again, now with it being 2019 versus if you'd have done it even 10 years ago is with social media, I would imagine it, it lets you, when you actually have downtime, since you're plus six hours and everybody's sleeping when you're up, to sort of be able to keep up a little bit. Yeah, uh, it 
definitely makes things a lot easier. There's, you know, multiple platforms you can connect with people and communicate with them on. And, you know, the whole six hours thing kind of works out because I've always been kind of a night hawk myself. So I'm pretty, I'm still pretty awake come, you know, midnight, one o'clock. So that's like, you know, and everyone else is still in the middle of their day back home. So I do a lot of my uh, phone conversations late at night. Well, it's funny that you bring that up when I was talking to my wife about, she's like, you know, he's plus six, right? And I said, yeah, but okay. And she said, well, wait, never mind. You're a night owl anyways. That'll work perfectly for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, so. <laughs> it's, it's nice how that works out at times. Uh, yeah, what, I mean, uh, what do you miss most about back home? Well, the obvious answer would be like my family and whatnot, you know, and friends, but um, that's a good question. I miss, I, I really miss the, uh, American style of play. I, uh, it's different over here. It's just the way the game, the game is officiated. Um, it's a lot more physical. They let, they let you get away with a lot more physicality over here, which, and sometimes it can help me, but, that's like an old um, school defensive thing, honestly. It, it is, it is, and there's no they can pack the paint. There's no uh, three seconds like there would be at the pro, pro level in the states. Um, they have this weird travel rule where, uh, when when you're going strong side, you can't. You have to put the ball down before. Whereas in the states, you can take that step and you can kind of lift your pivot and then put the ball down and they won't get you for the travel. But over here, they are on it. They, <laughs> I've gotten called for that many times, and a lot of Americans have uh, problems adjusting to that. So that's one of the first things they try to teach you when you come over here is getting getting that step down. So You clearly haven't watched the NBA lately. They're not calling traveling. Right, right. At any level. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, they're – they, they call it quite often over here. But I the think NBA, LeBron dunked with eight steps from the half-court line the other night. Yeah, they that, that's been a problem for, for a while <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I was thinking, I was trying to think of a way that I could maybe ship you some grillers, but I don't think by the time that it gets there that it'll be any good. And I'm probably not going to let it out of my sight. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's grillers definitely that definitely miss grillers and uh, pizzeria. I haven't had that in so long. We'll figure out how to uh, vacuum seal it. We'll, I'll work on that next time I'm in Grove. There, there's got to be a way. If you can figure that out, man, that'd be that'd be awesome. <laughs> people, uh, people want to keep up with your journey from at home. How can they follow along with you? Um, so I I post a lot of things on you know, social media, like we were talking earlier, that's kind of how I like to keep people updated on how I'm doing. Um, there's a, a website called air tango live where you can watch the games. Um, there's an app called the ice Baron app. If you type that in on the app store, you can download it and there's my schedule. Um, yeah, that's probably the best ways. Google. <laughs> well, I uh, I wish you the best of luck and everything that you've got going on and uh, just hope that it works out for you. 
Hey, man, I really appreciate that. That's Will Voorhees. More back here in just a few. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Big thanks to Will Voorhees doing big things over there in Germany. A lot of coach speak is coming your way. Chris Coleman and Michael McClurg, both uh, very successful coaches at the Division Four level. Uh, Chris actually told me he wishes that I had made him sound smarter. I love you, buddy, but you've come to the wrong place. Uh, he will talk about what the Vikings have uh, this season and what they have coming up. Mike McClurg talks about what the Wildcats have coming up uh, and I, I love both these guys and I can't think of two better coaches than to be at the helms of their respective programs enjoy back here on around the herd talking at Lipsick boys basketball now with as I'm told a pretty simple mind in Chris Coleman happy Thanksgiving to you thanks buddy happy uh, Thanksgiving to you as well you guys should have been getting ready to start your season next week but uh, other people's success in their football season kind of pushed that back is that good or bad for you guys in that your own football success at Lipsick gives you extra time to maybe get your roster together? Well, that's a good thing. It's a, it's a, a bad thing as well. And when you're as young as we're going to be, we need as much practice time as we can before we play. And, um, you know, so it's a great thing when these guys get a season success and, and keep playing and, and you always want your school to have as much success as you can and have these kids. So, Unfortunately, they lost to a rival. It would almost been nice if they would, uh, if they were going to lose to somebody you don't have to see on a weekly, daily basis. But uh, as far as basketball goes, it was a good thing um, to see it for them to see success, as well as a negative in that um, you know we weren't able to to know exactly what we're going to have um, every day with the inability to have a scrimmage um, now. But that's. Um, you know, we still, we're not starting until the 13th, so we'll have a few practices uh, before we actually have to play a game, and, and we'll we'll be ready to go once the time comes. How different are you now versus you were able to get a couple of the scrimmages in, right? I'm sorry? You were able to get a couple of scrimmages in before, though, right? Uh, no, we, we actually we haven't scrimmaged. We haven't done um, much of anything other than practice we we actually only had we started with our first practice with 11 boys everybody else played football and um you know we, we've had a couple of injuries and a couple uh guys decided they didn't want to play anymore so we're we're down to six people at practice a few times and the majority of those were freshmen so uh, it's kind of hard to scrimmage with uh, you know only three or or, or four players at, at, at the most that uh we'll see a friday or saturday night action so we have not had any scrimmages. We will. Um, we're in contact with a few different teams that are also in the playoffs and trying to sneak something in here if we can. Um, but we're, we're, we're working on what we can, and and uh, we decided to give the, the kids some, some time off after practicing and, and playing football for, you know, roughly 18 weeks. Uh, they need as much break as they can get. So um, hopefully we can go. We, we gave them until Friday. 
um, and hopefully we'll see everybody on Friday that's the ones that aren't in hurt from football and and we'll start really getting after it then. You don't have uh, just drills where it's you and Kevin Brandt and little Coach K against everybody else? Uh, no, you know, we, we don't really want to be embarrassed by anybody, so um, <laughs> That's we don't want Kevin, things right? like that to happen. Yeah, we wait till everybody leaves, and we, you know, we play one-on-one, and um, we'll see who the, the bigger man is. Uh, well, he's a very large man. I would imagine, though, that you might have a shot because uh, you used to be quite a hooper back in the day. He's he's just worried about trying to get out of the golf course. Well, that is true. He is worried about getting out on the golf course, but he was uh, quite the athlete himself. So uh, we're not going to tell him much as you like to. Yeah, don't say that. No, but it really is nice that you're able to kind of turn with having a guy who can talk to the bigger guy is guys and with you as more of a defensive guy, you can kind of help each other bridge that gap with some of your younger players, I would imagine. Absolutely. We've, we've actually got a very well put together coaching staff as far as being able to do different roles that, that all work together, you know, with, with Coach Brand and Coach Westenbarger both being um, more uh, bigger guys and, and actually as well as skilled athletes. So with the way we want to play, we don't have a lot of back-to-basket type offense anyway, but, you know, we can break things down and have those two guys working on that. And then uh, we had Coach Rod- Richie Rodriguez, uh, who's a, one of the better guards, uh, go through lists that hold some different records for different things. And Coach Josh Curtin, um, with the JV guys, was a great sharpshooter for us, especially on um, our, our 2013 uh, state runner-up team. And so we've got a lot of guys who, who know different things and can do different things. So when we're breaking things down, we've got um, different minds for, for different things as well as um, an opportunity for me to oversee a lot of things and then you know implement what I want to do and, and go from there. So it, it's really nice to have different guys with different mindsets as well as um, we all have the same goal when it comes to the end. So I, I really feel like we have um, a good collection of, of coaches and, and uh, different minds that can come together and uh, do what we want to do. You guys always have an oddity in your schedule this year. It's the same as it was last year. Basically your last games uh, and as far as not playing in the Ayersville tournament, but on the opposite side of that tournament, at Pandora, home for Pandora. That's kind of an awkward thing. Is it like that by design, or is it just dumb luck that it comes out like that? Oh, it's definitely dumb luck that it came out like that. It's not, you know, the, the PCL schedule stays the same as far as where your teams are. We, you know, we start off with Miller City in the PCL every year, and it, it goes down the line. So uh, we have one game with Pandora every year. That's right around the holidays. And then in the BBC, the way it works is the schedule rotates. So it just so happens the last few years, you know, it's rotated right there where they're in the, the same area. Um, so last year was back-to-back games, and, and this year they'll be close together again. And then the next time it rotates, they'll, they'll run out a little bit, but uh, not too far because you only rotate one week. Um, but with the loss of Hopewell Loudon and the BBC, it kind of changed the schedule, the BBC schedule, just a little bit. So. I'm hoping uh, when our next schedule comes out, then we will be able to get a lot more separation in there. I would also think that it's kind of harder the last couple of years to develop younger guys, or maybe it's easier. I don't know. You can tell me. But because of the way your schedule is, you really don't play non-league games with being in the two leagues. You go league every night, and there's not exactly um, 
let's say, an easy game on your schedule? Uh, there's definitely not an easy game on our schedule. We don't like to, um, with being in both leagues, you know, your opponent and, and yourself as well, but your opponent is always geared up every time uh, you play for your your league opponent, which is us, for them, and, and they may not have to worry about anybody else the next night or, or the previous night. And, 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 you know, cases like Florida, who doesn't play a lot of uh, games the night before we play them and um, teams such as that, but when we're worrying about, it's hard for us to get a good out uh, outfield players on both league games. So we pretty much have to take care of ourselves. But yes, in a way, it is, it is harder. I wouldn't say develop um, the the younger players because you know we have to do our our improvements and our skill work on on our own in, in practice. Yes, it'd be nice if we could get them in uh, the games, but they've got to play the way it is. So I don't know if it's an improvement of young players aspect, but it is difficult when, you know, you're playing a, a league opponent every single game and, and scouting aspect. But at the same time, it, I mean, you could argue that it may be a help to keep your kids focused because they don't want to lose the league game either. And, and you know, they, they have to be focused every night that we come out on the floor as opposed to if you're playing, um, you know, say a non-conference game once a week where it's against a team that they've never heard of or they don't know a lot about and that's might be easier for them to lose focus that way. So it's a double-edged sword, I guess. Well, I guess if you're going to start out your first weekend next weekend with Riverdale and Miller City, or two weeks now, I guess, uh, it's good to able to be able to be home, at least for those two games, right? Yeah, it's nice to, to be home to start the season. However, you know, it would have been great if we could have started with the non one of the few non-conference games that we might have, like against a Bluffton or a Holgate or a Patrick Henry, which, you know, those, on the cards. Uh, we're going to get thrown in the fire right away. Riverdale's a, a very solid team that, you know, they graduate a couple of people, but they're also the team that kind of ran us off the floor to end our season last year. And then you go the next night into a big rivalry game for us and, and for Miller City as well. It seems like it doesn't matter who, um, you know, has the better team that year. Miller City is always extra fired up to play against our guys. And, and um, you know, it's, it's going to be a very difficult weekend for us to start the year. When you look at the PCL and the BBC this year, where do you feel like you guys fit in? I don't know that answer. Uh, it's a cliche or I don't know what you want to call it to say, but I'd like to, to see us play a little bit. You know, today was, um, let's see, well, we have four extra football players showed up today um, that we haven't normally had. And, you know, this summer we had a few different guys out that, that are no longer on the, on the team and, we, we don't really know for sure what we have with all this, this youth and we're excited because I don't think we've had a team uh, that's been able to shoot the ball as well as we have this year with different variety of places. And, and I think we're going to be able to shoot the ball better than we have in a long, long time. Uh, may, maybe ever since I've been, been at Lipstick, but at the same time, we're going to have to be a different type of team because we don't have the, the size that we've traditionally had. So as far as where we are, we'll find out here on the run, but, uh, the rest of the, the teams in the league, you know, PCL's loaded, um, with good young teams and, 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 uh, we're going to have to be ready to go every night. We, we play in the PCL. The BBC is going to be solid as well. Um, but I don't think they're going to be quite as top heavy as the PCL. And, and traditionally we've done, we've fared, uh, better in the BBC than we have in the PCL. And, I don't know what those reasons. Maybe, maybe it's because the, the BBC we we have a few days off before we play, 
a big game in the PCL. It's, you know, another big game after a big game. Um, for whatever reason, hopefully we can be towards the top of both leagues, if not at the top. That's always your goal. Uh, a realist in me says this, there, there may be a loss or two or three or whatever it may be in, in each league, and hopefully teams can beat each other up and, and we can stay towards the top. But um, I'll know more, talk to me more uh, at the end of January when we've played a few games. When you look at what I would say two of the top teams that, that you play and those young teams that you mentioned, you get that Grove game, it's out by itself at Grove on January 11th. But it comes back to exactly what you were saying. When you play at Audeville on February 15th, you've already been through probably a pretty good battle the night before against Liberty Benton. Those not easy weekends. No, there's there's going to be some weeks and weekends when we really have to be mentally prepared because, you know, we're going to have weeks where we play uh, five games in, in seven days. And um, that's, that's going to be an NBA schedule almost. And, and uh, those, it's not like they're going to be weak opponents on any given night. You know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to Coach Utendorf prior and tease him a little bit on how they'll be well-rested to play us as they always are. And we'll be coming off a, a battle against Liberty Benton that um, I'm, I'm sure will be awfully physical as it always is and against a team that's more than prepared for us. Uh, and we get quiet on, on one of those stretches where we play uh, five games and eight nights and – um, it's going to be difficult. Girls right there in the middle of another long stretch game. Seems like all of our big PCL matchups are, are that way. And we get to start the season where we don't really know what we have with Miller City and Continental's right there in the middle. And then you got Pandora, who's also, um, you know, you, it's like you mentioned earlier, you've kind of played twice in a row together, but you also get in the middle of the holiday season where it's always a little bit of a down and you play in the holiday tournament. So things will be uneasy there. And, and, end the year with Fort Jennings where you're not necessarily um, looking at that. I mean, you're always wanting to, to play them, but you're also in the next in the back of your head. And, hey, next week we got a tournament game. So there's not going to be uh, an easy night for us in the PCL, that's for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to January the 25th. That Collider game, I know I'm there for sure. I have you guys a couple other times, but that is always uh, a terrific game, and I'm always happy to be at LHS for that one. Well, we're always glad to have you, and you know we'll be. Hopefully, we we know who we are by then. I think we we, we should. We will. Uh, we know what we want to do. Uh, we'll find out who's going to be there to do it with us, and and um, we're going to have to play well to to get a win that night. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck this season. I right, thank you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to uh, you and you, the family. Yeah, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Hopefully, we see you a few more times and just uh, to play a play a game. And if not, then. Uh, you know, I'll have to argue with your program director a little bit. <laughs> you got to call my agent. Yeah. He's, she's he's she's a shrewd negotiator. You know how that goes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that is Chris Coleman, the head coach at Lipsick. Back with more here as we roll on after this. We talk about high school basketball. It's already that time of year. We talk Minster boys basketball and Coach Mike McClurg. And Coach, kind of something different for you. you you'll get, uh, unfortunately, maybe, your boys a little bit earlier than would have maybe anticipated. Yeah. So I think, uh, this is, uh, what I think the first two years that, I, that I had the program, um, we were in the state finals, both of those years. And then, uh, it was about three weeks into it, which ends up being four by the time we get them. Um, so this week and, and actually this year, um, basketball 
started, the first practice of basketball started um, the, for the last football game. So the season began before football was even over. So it's even more scrunched this year uh, just based on how Thanksgiving plays out. But, yes, uh, we are definitely getting them back uh, uh, sooner than sooner than we thought and, uh, and obviously sooner than anybody wanted to. Well, and a lot of teams have had that. I mean, Coldwater's going to have that too this year. And uh, Denny and I talked about doing football the last couple of weeks. Of It was just unfortunate the way that those regions lined up this year because I felt like that Anna game for the boys in the first round, that's a state semi game most years. And it ter- almost turned out exactly that way. Yeah, from everybody that I've talked to, um, you know, it sounds to me like that was that was if not a state semi, a state state champ. Like whoever won that should be favored, you know, for the rest of the way out. So, and and it is. I mean, when you have Coldwater and Anna, and uh, you know, just you know, the, those guys is you know in the in the same region, um, you know, it makes it tough. You know, it's a tough out. I think Archbold obviously is pretty good as well. So. Um, you know, seeing who comes out of that region and ultimately ends up carrying the crown in Division Six will be very interesting. You look after your start last year. You guys finished sixteen and eight. You go six and three. Uh, it's not exactly a, a, a bad loss, so to speak, because you lose in the district to a team that ends up going to state. I know there's no, you know, there's no solace in that, but at that level in that district final, and you get to that kind of point in the later in the districts, there's not really any bad teams. There, there's not. There's not. I mean, when you go to Walpalk in our district, and I think Rosie talked about it a little bit last year, it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty competitive. I mean, and, and really, three years ago, it was Lima Perry um, out of our district. They, they were um, they were at state. Uh, two years ago was Marion. They won state. And then last year was St. Henry, and obviously they made it to state as well. So I think uh, – think us coaches that that coach in that district uh, take a lot of pride in that um that it is extremely competitive but i don't think it's you know any different than the conversation that we just had about the regions in football or or uh, you know some of the some of the things that they're dealing with in the girls volleyball side how much does it help you personally when you're able to talk to i, I know you lose four seniors that were all mac last year but they're all terrific athletes but how much does it help you uh, with the success of the baseball team and the success of the football team, kind of not having to explain to those older kids of, all right, here's what you're going to expect when the season breaks down. Yeah, just in terms of the success, uh, yeah. you know, I should, I, I think that, yeah, success breeds success. And, uh, you know, we've we've really tried uh, pretty hard to, to latch on to some of the things, particularly from a um, training standpoint that football has done. Um you know, we've got, uh, we've got some of the, the football coaches are now in our junior high program. So we're trying to um, implement that and make it more cohesive. Um, I do think, um, you know, I do think that at the end of the day, success breeds success, you know, having a winning mindset, all of that, every sport's different. And ultimately the skill level in basketball uh, wins out, you know, your toughness and your skill, those two things are the biggest deal. And, um, you know, you got to work on it in the off season, um, but at the end of the day, you know, yes, success breeds success. Your losses—you get Mike Kettner, Jared Schultz, Cody Ferricks, and Jack Heitbrink at the top. How much, though, those guys last year? How much did they set up the underclassmen in terms of making sure that they're going to be good leaders for this year? You know, 
our summer was our summer was up and down, and and we 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 tend to value that summer a lot because we we expect you know to be making long football playoff runs, and uh, you know obviously as leaders those guys uh, you know Jack, uh, Mike, Jared, Cody, all of those guys had had things. You know Cody was a great rebounder. Um, Jared's just you know big guy in the middle that worked really hard on his skill set. Mike was a basketball kid through and through. Um, did everything you need to do in the off season, and Jack was just a relentless competitor. Um, and I think in all of those ways, in fact, we talked about it with those group that group already this year is is you know how how they saw what they did um, and how they can learn from some of the things that maybe they maybe they could have been better at, but ultimately how they went about their business and and trying to take you know like you or I would trying to take the positives from everybody. And uh, I think ultimately those four were pretty good leaders for our program. Uh, kind of punching into the future. What I loved about Kettner was whenever I was able to sit across from your bench, there would be a point where he would put a shot in the air that I would think, oh, the the happiness of his coach is going to rely on if this goes in or not. And to just watch your face a couple of times where it was uh, three or four feet behind the line of why, uh, ah, all right, that worked out. It was kind of amusing <laughs> to me. <laughs> Yeah, Mikey, Mikey would take, you know, would take some what coaches would say ill-advised shots sometimes. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the kid put in the work. And, you know, and, and most of the kids that I coach know that. If you put in the work, you're going to get a lot more rope. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of how we, well, we worked it with Mike. But, yeah, you're, you're right. There were a few of them where, where I was probably clenching a little bit. I think I want to say it was a Coldwater game, uh, one of them that he hit. I just kind of thought I I was calling press conference shots because I figure somebody's going to ask you later on. Is that how you drew that up? Oh yeah. Well, did he make it? Sure, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew he could make that shot from forty feet with twenty eight seconds left on the uh, game clock. Sure. I think that was cold water. I think it was about yeah. I think it was about a half a minute to go, and he hit a big one. Oh, yep. that, was, that shot was crazy. Uh, and getting to sit and I love doing games at Minster because getting to sit sort of uh, almost to your view, you get to see how that plays out sort of uh, as it develops too. Absolutely. So you, you probably you probably get to, get to hear a few choice words every now and again, don't you? Yeah, uh, well, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, there were a couple from you and there were a couple from Nick Fisher. So it was kind of, uh, you know. It was it was all right for me. Nobody else heard it. But it is, uh, it is just about a week or a couple of weeks rather that uh, you open up the season – not exactly a a, a give me a gimme non conference schedule for you guys this year. You open up with Houston on the 29th, at Spencerville on the thirtieth, and then your non conference schedule. I, I was looking at it and I just thought, wow, you guys are going to find out how good you are pretty early. We are, we are, and I, you know, I think that you know, just been talking about our schedule and you know what goes back to what you said in the district a lot of the same teams that we play on our schedule are in the district but talking about our non-conference schedule um, a lot of those teams are Shelby County League teams and when you think about that conference this year it, it's going to be I mean they're, they're going to be obviously a lot of good coaches in that league and a lot of good players coming back in that league uh, Jackson's going to be tough Anna's going to be tough um, you know Bakken's is going to be really good I think um, they had some young kids the last few years they're just looking to break out so, uh, you know, and there's there's a couple other teams. I think Fairlawn will be pretty good. Brad Francis is heading over there. 
So I think, uh, you know, that league just in general is going to be tough. Um, and that ends up being a lot of us MAC coaches. That ends up being our non-conference schedule. Of the bulk of them, at least half of our non-conference games will be Shelby County League teams. I love, though, too, that January the 4th, you guys have Audeville, and the girls' rivalry has been tremendous the last couple of years, especially the regular season game turns out one went to overtime to go to the state games last couple of years, but that's going to be a very good Audeville team, too, this year. I actually just talked to Keith Utendorf, and you guys are one of the games he's looking forward to because it's kind of a measuring stick game as far as their non-league goes. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys, uh, they're, they're obviously they're well coached, and uh, the kid I, I forget his name right now. That's going that. to, they're going to who's the kid that's going to Finley? Um, they got a, they got a really nice player, lefty, um, and then they've got four or five guys around him. I just remember last year we obviously haven't thought that much about Audeville yet, but they are. We do know that they're going to be very good this year, um, in and out. I mean they. The, the the one kid, uh, the taller kid, their post guy, I think got Sweever. Sweever. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he got. Uh, I it's think he got County. Hurt. They add random letters. It's fine. Right. <laughs> they. Uh, he got. I think he got hurt before our game last year. Yeah, but, he's still. Uh, yeah, he's still just, dealing with that. Yeah, that's, that's not 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 what I want to hear. But he's. Uh, yeah. So they'll they'll be they'll be formidable all the way across and uh, that that. And we went up to Audeville last year. They're coming to our place this year, so we'll see what happens. I want to ask you before I let you go, how do you see the MAC playing out this year, or or how do you guys feel you'll be able to stack up competitively? I mean, I got to think that every coach feels like they have a chance right now. Um, you know, Versailles has the most back. If you look at the all-conference people from last year, Mike, I think they, um, you know, it, 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 there's the, the only ones back are from Versailles, I believe. Um, don't. I'm not 100% sure on that, but um, which is the, the Salmon kid. Um, you know, so, so the Mac lost a lot, but I also think there are quite a few good deep benches and, and a lot of JV teams that were pretty darn good too. So, um, you know, I think, I think there's going to be a ton of good athletes. I think it's going to be extremely physical, as it always is. Um, ultimately, I think it's, you know, going to be, a, you know, who at the end of the year, you know, when it gets to the last half of the season, who's able to get their teams better. And uh, that's that's what it's going to boil down to. But I, I do I do feel like it's it's open right now for for a lot of teams. That is crazy. I hadn't thought about that. Evan Heaston and Michael Stammen are the only two. Or Heaston, sorry, it's graduate. Stammen is the only yeah. one back. You're right. That's that's crazy in a I league think, that's usually so uh, the juniors are able to do so much. Yeah, and that's I think that's first and second team. Yeah, and then you've got Ryan well, Martin is the other one. Yeah, He's, yep, uh, that'd be right. That's kind of crazy and. Man, uh, you know, they, you guys get ready for the, the playoffs because of your league schedule. And like you said, I think that'll continue this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, we would all prefer to have a really tough schedule. And like I said, I don't, I don't care what sport it is. I think, you know, when you're, um, you know, when you're coaching in this conference and in that district, you take a lot of pride in that. There's a ton of great coaches and a lot of good athletes and, a lot of great communities in that whole mix, and uh, that makes it a lot of fun um, week in, week out. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck this season. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? 
And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer could come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Big thanks to Will Voorhees, Chris Kuhlman, and Mike McClurg for uh, talking basketball this week and completely different things about what they have going on. And just uh, looking around, and I did this last week, kind of trying to give you a view of the uh, college kids in the area. A lot of uh, young ladies and young men in action this week with basketball in the holiday tournaments. Ryan Mikesell in the University of Dayton. Made it all the way to the Maui Invitational Finals before they lost their first game of the year on Wednesday night. X Simpson beat up my Tar Heels yesterday on Thanksgiving in the battle for Atlantis. They play in the finals today. You've got the Victoria Invitational going on in Canada, which features the Bowling Green State University women at 3-2. and two. They unfortunately lost to Green Bay. They lost to the Phoenix Yesterday in the tournament, they play uh, today, though, against San Francisco. And then you've got the Urbana duo of Audeville's Casey Knippen and Versailles' Kami McEldowney. They actually had a good win on Tuesday night. A good win for the program. Beat Wheeling University down in Wheeling, West Virginia, 72-66. They get to 5-2 and two on the year. They've actually got about a week off before they uh, play at home in Urbana. They take on Concord. Uh, the game that they play on December the 17th. I'm actually excited to hear about this because I'll be in Vegas, but I know that Nate Stidham will do a terrific job. It'll be on Z Sports 3 on December the 17th at 6 p.m. They travel to Croy Gymnasium to go north to take on Finley. Look at what Knippen's doing so far. 18 and a half minutes a game, averaging about four points. McEldowney, seven and a half points in 28 minutes per game. And I just love uh, what they're able to do so far. Again, five and two. It'll be interesting to see them take on a couple of uh, former conference mates. And in Casey's case, it'll be a former teammate when they go to Finley and uh, take on uh, Bridget Landon from Audeville and, of course, Paige Bellman from Columbus Grove. That game again, December the 17th, 6 p.m. at Finley on Z Sports 3. You can find it online at zsportslive.com. Big week for college football, rivalry week. Iowa State and Michigan play at noon on Saturday. Unfortunately, Lipsick's Gavin Cup will not be a part of that game as he broke his foot a couple of weeks ago. But if you have not found it yet, if you've not seen it, uh, go on Twitter. I retweeted it at Michael Hearn PVP a couple of days ago. There's a really nice feature that uh, one of the Toledo stations did about his upbringing, about Lipstick. They talked to his parents, and uh, just, I I love that kid. No nicer, gentle human being than Gavin Cup, or as uh, little Chris Kuhlman calls him. Shout out to Kellen. Big Gavin Cup. Young man who I just uh, talked to a little bit ago in Ryan Bruns, Marion Local Product, Ohio Northern University, Uh, He is playing in Spain right now, in Salamanca, Spain, northwest of Madrid for Aquamisa Carbajosa. And I just talked to him, and he said, I would be happy to come on the show anytime. So he'll be in a future episode of the show. Let all the folks back home know how he's doing as the Flyers 
get ready for football tomorrow night. I'm sure that he's listening or watching wherever he's at uh, on the bus or on his way to a game. Ohio State's Justin Arns out of her sales. Buckeyes off to a 6-0 and start. They play Morgan State tonight before they go to uh, Chapel Hill to take on the University of North Carolina on Wednesday night at 9.30 in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. He's played in four games so far for the Buckeyes, about five points a game. Big brother Kyle up the road in East Lansing at Michigan State. They're 5-2 and two on the year. He's played in seven games, averaging three a game. His team beat UCLA. They're home on Tuesday in East Lansing. If you can get tickets to this game, I implore you to do it. They played Duke. Probably a very unhappy Duke team after what happened to them the other night. Tory Leonard's University of Northwestern Ohio out of Fort Recovery. Leads the Racers with 18.2 points per game. Unfortunately, they've only been able to uh, pick up wins in two of their first 10 games. Dantes Walton, 33 points last week against Texas Southern. Was named the Conference Player of the Week down there for the Northern Kentucky University Norse. Just under 15 points a game so far for the 5-2 and two Norse. They go to Arkansas on Saturday at 5 p.m. You can watch that one on the SEC Network Plus. His teammate... Trey Cobbs, two games so far this year. He's played 22 minutes at a high of eight against Midway in the point category on the 25th. Joe Schmidtmeyer, the uh, St. Mary's and University of Finley sophomore. The uh, golfer, I reached uh, out on Twitter and asked people, who would you like to hear talked about on this episode? And she was the one that immediately was pointed out to me. Finished the fall season back in October at the Dayton Fall Invitational. Oilers were ranked 6th in D2. She shot a 150. Good enough for 5th. They're off until March, the 14th and the 15th, when the Oilers hit the spring part of the calendar for the golf season to kick off. They go to Saginaw Valley for the spring invite in Georgetown, Kentucky. An invite they actually won last year. And the last two for this week, in St. Francis duo and Alexis Turbin from Audeville and Whitney Will from Fort Recovery. Eight and one on the year are the Cougars. They take on Indiana Wesleyan on December the 4th, and it's a rare trip home. They have a seven-game span where six of those seven games are away. This is the one after three that is actually a home game. Turbin so far has played in eight games, averaging just about a point a game. And Whitney Will at 4.3 points per game through her eight games. So that's what I've got for you for this week. I hope you enjoyed this show. If not, you can reach out to our complaint department at Wienerman46 on Twitter. He loves complaints. Uh, I really hope that you've enjoyed this show. I put a lot of work into this to try to get as many uh, local kids on as I can. I'd love to talk bowling and wrestling. I said this last week. Uh, if you are a part of that, you would love to be on the show. Again, anybody wants to be on the show, just uh, hit me up on Twitter at Michael Hearn at PVP. But hope you had a happy Thanksgiving and got through Black Friday. High school football in full swing. State semis this week. We'll talk about the finals next week and more about high school and college basketball as we uh, go along. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are and wherever that you may be. Have a great night and even better tomorrow. And thank you again for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. 
Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.